I don't need to bombard you with cultural stories or sayings. You already know that a major rift in understanding exists between the sexes. Seeing as how I've already done a video, which you seem to like, called <laughs> What Every Man Should Know About Women, I've decided to humor you and do the opposite. What every woman needs to know about men. currently know about men is that men need to feel wanted, needed, and useful. You need to make space in your life for a man to fill a place and a specific role and a specific purpose in your life. Doing this is what makes a man feel connected and committed to you. Now that I've given you the overall concept, I'm going to break it down for you. The women's rights movement undeniably benefited us in several ways. All you need to do to understand this is to go back before the 1960s and look at the typical relationship between men and women in that society at that time. Shocking. However, what happens when there's a lot of injury to anyone, that includes demographics of people, is that they tend to swing the pendulum to the complete opposite extreme thereby creating just as much damage by doing that that was created in the opposite extreme. And this is exactly what happened with the women's rights movement. Because of the pain that women experienced at the hands of men, whether they could recognize it in themselves or not, the reality is that there was hatred of men embedded in this movement. This created a bizarre energy to the movement that publicly professed to seek equality between the sexes, but that in fact sought to turn the tables on men. The shadow of the women's rights movement was the eradication of masculinity, and I assure you its ripple effects are still playing out today. Though they may at face value seem empowering to someone who is in a space of powerlessness, sayings like these, women can do everything men can do, women are doing it for themselves, don't be a woman that needs a man, be the kind of woman that a man needs. If you want something said, ask a man. If you want something done, ask a woman. Whatever women do, they must do twice as good as a man does to be seen half as good. Luckily, this isn't difficult. They are insanely destructive, and they're also not true. This universe is not redundant. That's a waste of time when it comes to expansion. That means there are things that men can do that women can't do, and there are things that women can do that men can't do. <laughs> Just like some species can swim, and others can't. This doesn't mean we're better or worse than each other, it means our areas of excellence are different. To understand more about this, watch my video titled People Are Not All Equal. This scares the crap out of us. Why? Because it means that we're in reality that this is an interdependent society, an interdependent world in general. Any form of dependency makes us feel that we're at the mercy of something else. But this is the thing, you guys. Men are just as much at the mercy of women as women are at the mercy of men, if you want to look at it that way in terms of mercy. <laughs> Here's the thing that's going to be very difficult for women who are watching this to swallow. If you approach the topic of gender with this type of mentality, that we're all equal, that we can do it just as much as men can do it, that anything they can do, we can do, this sort of attitude, you're in fact shooting yourself right in the foot. Women have the tendency to see men as narcissists, and they tend to think that this narcissism implies that men are independent. 
Men are not independent. They need connection and a social group, just like women do. They thrive when they fit into a social group in a symbiotic way. They need to feel useful and therefore needed and therefore wanted. In fact, their self-esteem is primarily about this. And men love to take responsibility where it serves their self-esteem to do so. Men subconsciously define their worth based on the reflection they get about what they do for others. The message that women are giving to men nowadays is the exact opposite of this. Women mistake a man having a real place and purpose in their lives as a slippery slope into powerless dependence. Women mistake a man opening doors for them as an insult about their capability. Women mistake male leadership for control. And because of this, instead of making space for a man in their lives, women continually remind them that they are not needed. This becomes a serious mixed message, and it puts men in a lose-lose. This is why women don't allow men to step up and take leadership or step up and take a place and a purpose in their lives. Yet, when a man doesn't do this, suddenly we're totally unattracted to him. Basically, what we're doing with these messages is putting men in a position to become passive. I don't know if you've noticed yet, but men in the world today, the modern world, are becoming extremely passive. And this is not something that women can be sexually attracted to. So here we are shooting ourselves in the foot. We're creating the very thing that we now have no purpose for in our lives. When we do this to a man, what happens is we lose complete respect for him. And in this state of passivity, he becomes more like another child for us to have to take care of. When anyone gets put into a lose-lose, they tend to become rebellious. They try to find some third option where they can gain some kind of power. Now, the way that men go about doing this is by throwing up their hands. The attitude that men have when we put them in this lose-lose is, all right, fine, do it all yourself then. Let's see how well it goes for you. Potentially, the best example of this behavior can be seen by the character Richard in the movie Blue Lagoon. It is this dynamic that's led to the burnout that women experience today. In the post-feminist era, they now have to do and be all things to all people. This was never how it was supposed to be within the human species. Many women today are questioning what the point of men really is. And when women begin to take on this attitude, they become the ones that begin to objectify men. This is a terrifying form of turning the tables. Having said all of this, there's one thing that women do have to understand about this need and this thing they don't understand about men. <laughs> and it's that a man does not want to be needed and wanted and valued for what he isn't any more than you do. I do have to say that intimacy phobia acts like a mask that covers over authenticity. So sometimes intimacy phobia is genuinely the problem here. However, when women are often describing that the men in their lives are calling them needy for things that they want their men to fulfill in life. What's actually happening here is that a woman is refusing to look at incompatibility. In other words, when women experience resistance from their male partners when they state their needs, they're experiencing this because they're not selecting compatible partners. To understand more about this, watch my video titled Compatibility, a Harsh Reality in Relationships. I'm going to take the risk of using an object in this upcoming metaphor to illustrate this idea for you. Keep in mind, this is not me objectifying men. What this is is me using a metaphor to try to explain what I'm trying to get at here. All men are different. Even though you will see some core traits that are inherent in masculinity itself, and therefore you will see it shining through every man. 
Just like every woman is a unique expression of divine feminine, every man is a unique expression of divine masculine. Because of this, all of them are like different makes and models of cars. A woman who is a family-oriented woman would not be happy if she bought herself a sports car. For some men, demanding that the way they would be needed and valued by you is if they could be a certain way is no different than telling a sports car that it needs to become a minivan and will only be valued if it does this. When incompatibility exists, what a woman usually does is completely ignore this fact and instead slide down the slippery slope into constant criticism. What women are thinking when they're doing this is that criticizing a man is going to get them to change from a sports car into a minivan, for example, <laughs> but it's never going to work. So what should a woman do in order to accommodate this reality of men, this thing they didn't previously understand? One, let a man be in his masculine energy, in fact, encourage it. When a man is strongly and squarely in his divine masculine energy, this is not a threat to you in any way. In fact, this is going to be your strongest advocate in life. To understand more about masculinity, feel free to watch my video titled The Divine Masculine. 2. Make space in your life for a man. A man has got to find a place in your life, a purpose for being in your life, a place where he is uniquely needed. This is not the same as bossing a man around. What this is is opening up that place so he can step up into it and really take ownership of that position in your life. For example, let him open doors for you. Let him open lids on jars that are hard to open. Let him step in and protect you. Let him fix that problem you're struggling with. Let him put his jacket around you if you're cold. Let him pay for the movie. Together, clearly define the difference between his role and your role in the household. Something that native tribes and the old world totally understood is that there is a high degree of health, in fact, in gender roles. Assuming that both genders have agreed to the role that they're in, and so there's an element of free will involved in it, the gender shouldn't be considered the same, and the things they do shouldn't be exactly the same. In fact, the healthier relationships are relationships in which your role and your purpose is clearly defined and different from my role and my purpose, so to speak. Now, the next thing I'm going to tell you is going to be a little bit of a bitch slap for most women. I really encourage you to take it in instead of immediately resist it. If the energy you give off of the things you say run along the lines of, I got it, because I'm an independent woman. There is an impenetrable wall around you in your life. There is no role for him to fill. This is not inviting. Men will gravitate away from this, and the only men who will feel like getting anywhere near you are going to fall into two categories. The first category is men who are really traumatized relative to mommy. Now, these type of men see how independent and in control and how you don't need anything from him, and they love it. Why? Because they actually want to be taken care of. This is your surefire way to end up with more than one or two or three children. Your spouse will be a child as well. The second category of men is men who also experienced trauma in their lives that caused them to love the sensation of the power of taming a wild horse. These men are highly dangerous because they're going to love the challenge of subduing you. They're going to look at one of these independent freedom fighter type of women and say, all right, I'm going to beat her into submission. I'm going to do it mentally, emotionally, physically, or all three. Three, this next point that I'm about to make has absolutely nothing 
with whether or not it's okay for you to be upset with your partner. It's okay to be upset and be dissatisfied. But when it comes to men, you have to be incredibly careful of these three things. Criticism, nagging, and manipulation. What men hear if they're chronically criticized is, you're a failure at the role I need you to fulfill in my life. They also need to know specifically what you want instead of what they are doing. They also need to know specifically what you want instead of what they're doing, not just get the message that they're doing something wrong. To understand more about this, watch my video titled Criticism, How to Give and Take Feedback. And remember that if it feels like you're constantly criticizing a man in your life and constantly nagging, you may just be ignoring incompatibility and trying to turn a sports car into a minivan. For a lot of historical reasons and current societal reasons, women tend to use manipulation to get the men in their lives to do what they want to do. This is only going to backfire. When you're manipulating, you're forcing a man to do what you need and to be what you need. You're not opening up the space so he can become that, or opening the space so that a man who actually is that can step into your life. Anyone who feels forced to do something is ultimately going to end up hating you. That's just how it's going to work. So, what should you do to the opposite of these things that I've just said? Give positive feedback for a man's importance in your life and for the needs and the important role that he's doing a great job fulfilling. Four, men are incredibly straightforward compared to women. Yet again, there's a lot of historical and current societal reasons why that women have been trained to do this, but women have been trained to not be straightforward, and this really backfires on you in relationships with men. Women are trained to manipulate through passive aggression and drop hints and cues and never assert their needs. They're trained that anything else makes them a bitch. The thing is, men do not understand this behavior. They don't get it, you guys. <laughs> now, even though a man can practice attuning, it's unlikely that he's ever going to be able to read your mind. This means your best bet at having a good relationship with a man is to be straightforward as hell. Here's what I mean by that. If you need attention, don't drop subtle hints and get passive-aggressive. Tell him, I need some attention right now. This means, if he's doing something you hate in bed, don't fake an orgasm just so it can be over. Show him what you want him to do specifically instead. If he does something you don't like, don't act passive-aggressive and storm out of the house or punish him for it later. Look at him in the face and say, I don't like this thing you're doing. This is why I don't like it. Could you do this thing instead, please? I know that those of you who are trained to be such good little girls are really going to be resistant to this. But the thing is, it is such a relief to a man when a woman is straightforward. Consider that the reality is that even though there are some men that are highly traumatized and therefore detrimental to you and trying to control you and this type of thing, the vast majority of men aren't actually trying to control you. They're not actually trying to give you the message that you're incapable. This is what they're trying to say. I want to be connected to you. I need to be connected just as much as you do. In order to feel that way, I need to fill a role in your life, a role that holds purpose so that I can clearly tell that you need me and thus want me here in your life. If you want a healthy relationship with a man, you would do well to actually make sure that whoever you are with is compatible to you in that who he is and the things he naturally does actually do fulfill a very important role and purpose in your life and a much needed one. From there, you would do well to think and act and speak 
as if this is the case. Have a good week.